Section 8 of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 1, Number 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hawaii in October 2012. Topographic Models, Part 1, by Cosmos Mindelev. Of the many methods by which it has been sought to represent the relief of a country or district, only two have been at all widely used. These methods are, in the order of their development, by hachured and by contoured maps. Both have advantages and both have serious disadvantages. Without entering into the controversy that is even yet raging over the relative merits of the two systems, some slight notice of what each claims to accomplish is necessary. The representation of relief by hachures is a graphic system, and in the best examples we have is an attempt to show, upon a plane surface, the actual appearance of a given area under given conditions of lighting, as in the Dufour map of the Alps. Of course, certain details that would really disappear if the assumed conditions were actual ones must be shown upon the map, so that it is, after all, but a conventional representation. The very best examples are, for this and other reasons, unsatisfactory, and far more so is this the case in the vastly larger class of medium-grade and poor work. The contour system represents relief by a series of lines, each of which is, at every point throughout its length, at a certain stated elevation above sea level, or some other datum plane. In other words, each contour line represents what would be the water's edge if the sea were to rise to that elevation. It possesses the advantage of great clearness, but fails to a large degree in the representation of surface detail, Moreover, one must have considerable knowledge of topography in order to read the map correctly. To those who must give first place to the quantity of relief rather than the quality, as, for example, the geologist or the engineer, a contoured map is now considered essential. On the other hand, where quality of relief is the prime consideration and the quantity a secondary one, as, for example, for the use of the army, a hachured map is considered the best. The method of hachures may be roughly characterized as a graphic system with a conventional element, and the contour method as a conventional system with a graphic element. For if the contour interval is small enough, a sort of shading is produced which helps considerably the idea of relief. In addition to these two great systems, with which everyone is more or less familiar, there is another method of representing a country or district, a method that succeeds where others fail, and which although by no means new, has not received the attention it deserves. This is the representation of a country by a model in relief. Certain striking advantages of models over maps of all kinds are, indeed, so apparent that one almost loses sight of such slight disadvantages as can, of course, be urged against them. In the graphic representation of the surface they are far superior to the hachured map, and they have the further advantage of expressing the relative relief, 
which the Hashurd map fails to do, except in a very general way. They have also the advantage of showing actual shadows, exactly as they would be seen in a bird's-eye view of the district, instead of more or less conventional ones, and are, consequently, more easily comprehended by the layman, without becoming any less valuable to the skilled topographer. In short, they combine all the graphic features of a Hashurd map with all the advantages of the best class of contoured maps, and, in addition, they show more of the surface detail upon which so much of the character of the country depends, and which is very inadequately expressed by Hashurs and almost completely ignored in a contoured map of large interval. The contours themselves can be made to appear upon the model very easily and without interfering with other features. The uses of models are many and various. Within the past few years their usefulness has been much extended, and, now that they are becoming better known, will probably receive a still further extension. To the geologist they are often of great value in working out the structure of complicated districts, for the reason that so many important structural relations can be presented to the eye at a single glance. Similarly, for the graphic presentation of results there is no better method, as the topography, the surface geology, and any number of sections can be shown together and seen in their proper relationship. To the engineer, an accurate model is often of the greatest assistance in working out his problems, and it is simply invaluable to explain the details of a plan to anyone who has little or no technical training, for, as has been stated, a model is easily comprehended by anyone, while more or less technical knowledge is required for the proper understanding of even the best maps. I might go on cataloguing in detail the many uses to which models may be put, but shall now mention only one more, perhaps the most important of all, their use in the education of the young. No method has yet been devised that is capable of giving so clear and accurate a conception of the principles of physical geography as a series of well-selected models. Models have, indeed, already been used for this purpose, but unfortunately their great cost has prevented their general use in schools. Since, however, the study of geography has been placed upon a new basis and a new life has been infused into it, many men have given their attention to the subject of models and have experimented with a view to cheapen the cost of reproduction which has hitherto prevented their wide distribution, and probably this objection will soon be remedied. The ability to read a map correctly, to obtain from a study of the map a clear conception of the country represented, is more uncommon than is usually supposed. Some of the recent methods of teaching geography are intended to cultivate this very faculty, but it is doubtful whether there is any better method than that which consists in the study of a series of good models in conjunction with a series of maps, all on the same scale and of the same areas. The value of a series of good models in teaching geology is so apparent that it need only be mentioned. It is often, for reasons stated above, far more valuable even than field instruction. For the construction of a good relief map, the first requisite is a good contoured map. 
to this should be added when possible a good hachured map upon which the elevations of the principal points are stated if the interval in the contoured map is a large one and as much material in the way of photographs and sketches as it is possible to procure the modeler should moreover have some personal acquaintance with the region to be represented or failing that a general knowledge of topographic forms and at least a clear conception of the general character of the country which he seeks to represent this is very important for it is here that many modelers fail the mechanical portion of the work any ordinarily intelligent person can do a model may be as accurate as the map from which it is made every contour may be placed exactly where it belongs and yet the resulting model may be indeed often is flat expressionless and unsatisfactory every topographer in drawing his map is compelled to generalize more or less and it is fortunate for the map if this be done in the field instead of in the draughtsman's office but topographers differ among themselves there may be and often is considerable difference in two maps of the same region made by different men in other words the personal equation is a larger element in a map than is usually supposed this being the case there is something more required in a modeler than the mere transferring of the matter in the map giving it three dimensions instead of two he must supply through his special knowledge of the region or failing that through his general knowledge certain characteristics that do not appear upon the map and undo so far as it is necessary certain generalizations of the topographer and draughtsman this artistic or technical skill required correctly to represent the individuality of a given district is especially important in the modeler it is more important perhaps in small-scale maps of large districts than in large-scale maps of small ones for in the latter the generalizing process has not been carried so far and the smaller interval of the contour lines preserves much of the detail the methods by which relief maps are made have always received more attention than would at first sight appear to be their proper proportion it may be due however to the difficulty of applying any test to determine the accuracy of the finished model and perhaps also to the general impression that any one can make a relief map and so he can though of course there will be a wide difference in the value of the results some indeed have devoted their attention to methods exclusively letting the result take care of itself and the models show it there is no more reason why a modeler should tie himself down to one method of work than a watercolorist or a chemist or anyone engaged in technical work should do so though in some cases he might be required as the chemist is to show his methods as well as his results one of the earliest methods with any pretension to what we may term mechanical control is that described by the Messrs. Hardin in a paper on the construction of maps in relief read before the american institute of mining engineers in eighteen eighty seven the method was published in eighteen thirty eight upon a contoured map as a basis 
cross-section lines are drawn at small and regular intervals and if the topography be intricate corresponding lines at right angles the sections thus secured are transferred to thin strips of some suitable material such as cardboard or metal and cut down to the surface line the strips themselves thus forming the cross sections these cross sections are mounted upon a suitable baseboard and the cavities or boxes are then filled up with some easily carved material such as plaster or wax the top is then carved down to the form of the country or district the necessary guidance being obtained by the upper edges of the strips that form the cross sections it will be readily seen that this method is a very crude and laborious one it necessitates in the first place a good contoured map upon which to draw the sections but sacrifices much of the advantage thus gained because only a number of points on each contour line are used instead of the entire line it is no better although actually more laborious than the later method of driving contour pins whose height above a baseboard may be accurately measured along the contour lines and then filling in a slight modification of the latter method can be used to advantage when no contoured map is available and when the points whose elevation is known are not numerous enough to permit the construction of one in this case the only control that can be secured is by means of a number of pins driven into the baseboard at those points whose elevation is known the remainder of the map is then sketched in this method is perhaps as satisfactory as any when the material upon the map is scanty another method however growing out of the same scantiness of material is in some cases to be preferred especially for large models the map is enlarged to the required size and the tracing of it is mounted upon a frame another deep frame just large enough to contain the mounted tracing is made and laid upon a suitable baseboard upon which a copy of the map has been mounted upon this baseboard the model is then commenced in clay or wax the low areas are modeled first horizontal control being obtained by pricking through the mounted tracing of the map with a needle point and vertical control by measuring down from a straight edge sliding on the top of the deep frame this system is rather crude and only useful where the material upon the map is very scanty but it gives excellent control a method used by mr f h king in the preparation of his large map of the united states is described by him in a letter to messrs hardin and published by them in the place mentioned a solid block of plaster is used the contoured map being transferred to it and the plaster is carved down to produce a series of steps like those made by building up the contours the shoulders are then carved down to produce a continuous surface this method is one of the best of those that require carving instead of modeling many other methods of producing relief maps might be mentioned but as most of them have been used only to make special models they need not be described the method that has been more used than any other still remains to be described 
it is that which the writer has used almost exclusively and consists in building up the model and modeling the detail instead of carving it it is a maxim of the modeler that the subject should be built up as far as possible should be produced by adding bits of clay or wax or other material and not by carving away what is already on by addition and not by subtraction this may be illustrated by a reference to the methods of the sculptor the bust or figure or whatever the subject may be is first modelled in clay or wax from this model a plaster mould is made and from this mould a plaster cast is taken this cast is called the original and the finished production whether in marble bronze or any other hard substance is simply a copy of this original no one ever attempts to produce the finished bust or figure directly from the object itself even where the artist has for a guide a death mask the procedure does not change the bust is first made in clay and this clay model as a rule contains all the detail which subsequently appears in the finished bust it seems strange therefore that the relief map maker should use a method which the sculptor with infinitely more skill and judgment is afraid to use and this on subjects that do not differ as much as might be imagined the contour interval to be used depends on the use to which the model is to be put it is not always necessary to carry into the model all the contour lines upon the map i may go further and say that it is not always desirable to do so the number to be used depends to some extent on the skill of the modeler as already stated the contours are only a means of control and one modeler requires more than another to build into a model every contour in a contoured map of ten foot interval is a very laborious proceeding and not worth the time it takes as in nine out of ten maps of such interval only the fifty foot or the one hundred foot curves are definitely fixed the intermediate lines being merely filled in this filling in can be done as well or better by the modeler the question as to the proper amount of exaggeration to be given the vertical scale as compared with the horizontal is the question about which has raged most of the controversy connected with relief map making this controversy has been rather bitter some of the opponents of vertical exaggeration going to the length of saying that no exaggeration is necessary and that he that will distort or exaggerate the scale of anything will lie on the other hand the great majority of those who have made relief maps insist upon the necessity of more or less exaggeration of the vertical scale generally more than seems to me necessary however an increase of angle of slope accompanies all vertical exaggeration and this is apparent even in models in which the vertical element is only very slightly exaggerated it produces a false effect by diminishing the proportionate width of the valleys and by making the country seem much more rugged and mountainous than it really is a secondary effect is to make the region represented look very small all idea of the extent of the country being lost this can be illustrated better than described 
the king model of the united states is an example of one extreme it is worthy of note that no examples of the other extreme too little exaggeration are known in small-scale models of large districts some exaggeration of the vertical scale is necessary in order to make the relief apparent but the amount of this exaggeration is often increased much beyond what is essential the proportion of scales must depend to a large extent on the character of the country represented and on the purpose for which the model is made it has been suggested by a writer quoted by the messrs hardin that the following exaggeration would afford a pleasing relief for a map scale six inches to one mile if mountainous one to three if only hilly one to two if gently undulating two to three for smaller scales except for very rugged tracts the exaggeration should be correspondingly increased for a tract consisting wholly of mountains no exaggeration is necessary i know of no country of such a character that its relief in all its detail cannot be shown upon a scale of six inches to one mile without any exaggeration at all it seems to me that the absolute and not the relative amount of relief is the desideratum and i have always used this as my guiding principle for small-scale models i have found half an inch of relief ample it may be worth while to state that in a model of the united states made for the messrs butler of philadelphia the horizontal scale was seventy-seven miles to one inch the vertical scale forty thousand feet to one inch and the proportion of scales as one to ten this proportion could have been brought down as low as one to six with advantage one fortieth of an inch to a thousand feet seems a very small vertical scale but it sufficed to show all the important features to the relief it should be stated moreover that the model in question was very hurriedly made in fact was hardly more than a sketch model and that more care and more minute work would have brought out many details that do not now appear this amount of care was not considered necessary in this instance as the model was made to be photographed and published as a photo engraving and was to suffer an enormous reduction coming down to five by seven inches end of section eight